I locked the cats in here because they don't like it when I close the door. And now they're annoying. <laughs> now, they're, now they're meowing, so stand by. You want out? <laughs> well, don't complain when you want back in. <sighs> okay, okay. Tuesday, I need to talk about how hot it is. I'm literally melting. I have boob sweat like Niagara Falls right now. And it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like we went from 82 to like 117 in like eight days. I'm forgetting that I need to do all of my errands before 10 a.m. Yeah. Doesn't work with my work schedule during the week. Yeah, so I've just been like dying. Welcome to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, it, if this is any indication of the rest of the summer, maybe I need to plan a few more trips out of town. Well, you know, there's some good news for you. Hmm. We can hide out in dark, thoroughly air-conditioned, giant rooms again called movie theaters. Yeah, we're back. Like, <laughs> like, back, actual, back. Like, like actually back. A real theater, like real seats, movie theater popcorn with... Whatever they pass off as butter. <laughs> I love that fake buttery flavored oil shit, man. <laughs> it's so good. And I have to blame you for getting me hooked on that. Because I always used to eat my popcorn dry and extra salty. Courtesy of my mom. Like, that's just what we did. And I was never a big fan of it. And then we started seeing movies together. And now I need my greasy popcorn. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> And the first movie that we saw back in theaters for realsies, can I say that it's sort of like a stupid gem? <laughs> Maybe. Abs yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a follow-up to the 2017 Hitman's Bodyguard. So reviving roles for Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson, as well as Salma Hayek. Yeah, like, I'm still not over it. In a room with other people. Like, it was surreal and kind of awesome. Uh... With that said, she's Kaylee, I'm Tuesday, and back watching in a dark room on a big screen, this is Whiskey and Popcorn. to be back in the movies i'm just gonna put it out there and as i was saying before the music the hitman's wife's bodyguard a mouthful is in fact a very hilarious follow-up to that 2017 film we bring back the writer tom o'connor director patrick hughes samuel L. jackson as darius kincaid ryan reynolds as bodyguard michael bryce and salma hayek as darius's wife sonia kincaid so we catch up with poor Michael Bryce about four years after the original film. He has basically lost his mind. Um, he still lacks the triple A bodyguard ranking and he's now in therapy, kind of crying more than actually working as a bodyguard. <laughs> uh, like this, this kid seriously can't catch a break. His therapist suggests a vacation and ceasing the use of guns indefinitely. That is until Sonia Kincaid rudely interrupts his vacation to go on a deadly mission to save Darius from his recent captors. 
Sonia is obviously oblivious to the pure hatred between the two men. And she mistakenly thought Darius said, get Michael Bryce, instead of saying anyone but Michael Bryce. And then hilarity ensues. Let's take a quick listen to the trailer. I'm officially on sabbatical, and to be honest, I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. As if the world's been waiting for me to make this change. For the first time, I'm starting to imagine a life without bodyguarding. This really feels like a new Do I know you? The mafia took my husband. Kill them. We have to go get him. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not getting involved in this. I'm under strict psychological orders. So something I didn't tell you was I actually thought this film was hysterical, but also stupid and also incredibly vulgar. So in that situation, obviously, I went back and watched the OG Hitman's Bodyguard <laughs> to see how it compared. And let me tell you, totally different vibe oh really because i didn't yeah. see the first one i know you didn't so the hitman's wife's bodyguard has much more of that like hilarious the spy who dumped me which i think mm. was 2018 yes i love that movie <laughs> yeah and it's, it's got that kind of vibe and like the original film is so much more serious like shoot 'em up action movie now like there is a couple funny parts don't get me wrong but it was nothing like this one you know, and as you know, I need humor or like a really strong storyline to get me through an action film, you know, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, there's a lot of violence, but it's also really funny. Mm -hmm. And the hitman's wife's bodyguard totally gives me that. Um, it's like a nice groove of laughing and plenty of people still getting assassinated. <laughs> um, the first one is just really a whole lot of action. You know, with that said, the characters truly stay true to themselves between both films but as someone who has not seen the old one and has just seen the newer one what were your thoughts i was so charmed by this movie and maybe it's because like it's been forever since we've been in theater it's been forever since we've watched a movie with like a crowd of strangers um but also like i was just ready after after a year of pandemic, you know, drama and bad news and terror, it seems like around. Yeah, like serious bad news. Yeah. On like every surface, like don't touch anything. You know, I needed this film. I needed to laugh. And for no good reason. Like you said, it is unbelievably stupid. Very predictable. Like the this story is not groundbreaking in any way. And that's okay. I did not need that. I just wanted to see Ryan Reynolds be Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson be Samuel Jackson. And then the breakout for me, who really stole the show, was Salma Hayek. She was so good. Because think about trying to play between Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. They're like both very strong people in their own right, let alone as characters. You needed a woman who could really stand up to both. And she did. And she stole the screen for me. Like, I loved her and her character so much. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, she's just as vulgar and badass in the first movie. But she goes over the top in this one. <laughs> um, like, I learned cuss words in Spanish I did not know <laughs> until this film. So, like, to be honest, I 
can't agree with you more. I feel like the writers knew we needed something silly to watch when we returned to the theater. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it's like they're almost making fun of the whole international spy action movie trope, which I can absolutely get behind. <laughs> Reynolds' character, poor thing, is basically a crash test dummy in this entire film. Like Samuel L. Jackson and Salma Hayek make it seem like motherfucker is a normal word in everyday conversation. Like it's, it's just crazy. And Reynolds is known for his incredible delivery when it comes to satirical action, like superhero movie genres. And this is absolutely no different. So if you really like Deadpool, like this is so much the vibe up your alley yeah. With that with that said, it does follow a plot line that I did think was great and worth following. Was it predictable? Absolutely. But at least it did follow some plot line. And this includes Antonio Banderas as the villain <laughs> and like a good amazing 30-ish minutes of Morgan Freeman. Which I watched this movie, as I do every movie, I don't always pay the closest attention to who's in it beyond like the main billboard names um because i really just want to go in as i like to say tabula rasa blank slate not be influenced by anything and so when i saw morgan freeman and i don't want to spoil who his character is but it's hysterical yeah and then can i just say though so antonio Banderas, he plays the villain he does a good job but i personally speaking was not on board with him being greek He's like a Greek villain. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. He's not Greek. His, his character is Aristotle Papadopoulos, which, by the way, Papadopoulos is a fantastic Greek basketball player from some, oh, I guess it would be about 10 years ago now. Anywho, um, most Americans are probably not going to pick up on this unless they are greek american or any sort of hispanic spanish-speaking american but i'm like you do not sound greek antonio nice try no and like what's adorable about it is he does he plays the killer villain but it's like once you are well known enough as antonio banderas is you're like you kind of know what ethnicity he is and you kind of know who he is and what he's about. So it was he, pretty funny. He kind of reminds me like there's certain actors where God bless them, but they just, they sound like themselves, like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you can't escape Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You could hear him try to do a different accent, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to sound like a Southern boy or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. And the same thing with Antonio Vanderas. He is just not able to, as far as I know, adopt another accent beyond what he has. And that's okay. Which is totally fine. Yeah. It's totally okay. Like we love all those characters you mentioned because they are those characters. And that's like they're those people. They they portrayed those characters, and that's totally fine. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it works. Like I said, you know, and have been saying, you've been saying, this movie is stupid, but it's yeah. stupidly funny. It's stupidly enjoyable. Is it worth seeing in the theaters? Sure. If you're feeling comfortable and you don't mind, like, go ahead and go see it in the theaters. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. It's kind of like Anchorman. Like, my brother and I forced our parents to sit down and watch Anchorman <laughs> and they absolutely laughed at parts of it but they at the end they were like this is stupid and that's absolutely what this film is and that's completely okay I am like here for it you know sometimes you just need these movies and after after pandemic life 
this is the movie that you kind of want to come back to. Like, I am in no way ready for any heavy dramas at this point. I need lots of explosions. I know that's not your thing, but I need explosions. I need monsters. I need wowie special effects and lots of hilarity. So I'm looking at you, superhero movies. And I will tell I will tell you that if you're looking at critics, they are going to tell you that it is just a stupid, stupid movie, but we find it stupid hilarious. And people are flocking back to the theaters. You know, the running total has already rised to over $5 million for the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard in theaters. You know, mm. people are wanting to go and it's exciting to see. And it's great that we're we're really getting that vibe of people coming back kind of out of the bushes and out of yeah. their houses and and normalizing this the, the status right. quo. And this is probably a conversation for another time, but I've really been wondering how we Americans are gonna feel about going back to the theaters when we got so trained to watch everything online and like Disney's in the heights is flopping in the yep. box office but you can also watch it on Disney plus how are they going to navigate this? Cause now audiences are like, well, we want to watch it at home and we don't mind waiting if some months until you drop it. So it's going to be an interesting future. I, I will say this, like if you have your independent locally owned movie theater, go see the movies there, go see the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. It's just be totally worth it to have that experience. And you know, help out your local communities. The big chains, I am not worried about. I'm looking at you, AMC. Yeah, um, I couldn't agree more. It will be interesting. And this is a conversation we've had in the last few weeks. You know, A Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard by Lionsgate is doing amazing. Paramount's A Quiet Place Part 2 already had 1.5 million on opening day. But then, like you said, In the Heights is tanking. And that's because, like, if you can sit at home, do you? Absolutely. And we've even talked about, you know, as far as press screenings go with us, yeah, there are things we really should see on a huge theater. And Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, probably one of them. Like a World War II documentary? Mm, my family room's probably just as good as being in a theater. So Exactly. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how audiences interact with these premieres and what goes on in the future or if we just go back to normal that that is absolutely a possibility too so we'll see i don't know but like you said we will see and on that note for our first movie to really be kicking off the summer i think it's time to pour one out for our stupid funny movies yes please uh so as some of you may know Ryan Reynolds has his very own gin called Aviation American Gin. Mm -hmm. He quotes his own brand as, I've tried every gin on the planet, and aviation is, hands down, the best. Also, <laughs> I don't recommend trying every gin on the planet. Stick with this one. And I couldn't agree more, Mr. Reynolds. I am going to have... A gin and tonic with aviation American gin. Ooh, I love me a gin and tonic. That sounds really good. I was looking for something that's kind of explosive, kick in the teeth, 
you know, action movie-esque. So oh. I Googled Samuel L. Jackson cocktails. <laughs> yes. And um, I think I found one. It's definitely going to be a kick in the teeth. I don't know if I could even finish it, but we'll try. It's a drink. Let's see. I'm going to read the, bu- the blurb here. It's a drink invented by Jonathan Dillard and Kenneth Calhoun at TGI Fridays, <laughs> inspired <laughs> by the partaking uh, in drinking. This is a very bad English. <laughs> it's, uh, inspired by Chuck Norris's drinking all night i'm trying to translate this bad english uh so this chuck norris drink needed a companion so why not mr samuel jackson anyways whatever they're trying to say there this is going to go toe-to-toe with the chuck norris drink and it is one part chambord raspberry liqueur one part contro raspberry liqueur two parts jack daniels tennessee whiskey or you know any whiskey you prefer really and uh one coca-cola Pour freely and willingly, allow room for error, or even mix and match a few others. It says that below. Wow. (laughs) The thing that's funny about this, though, is that it's on Acorn TV, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the, um, like, British, uh, uh, like, streaming service for Americans. So the fact that their blurb is in terrible English (laughs) is hilarious. Well, unfortunately, I don't think the BBC edits absolutely everything. I don't have anything to do with that anymore. <laughs> Amazing. I was just going, wait, I know I haven't been drinking. What is this sentence? <laughs> yes, today, guys, we did wait to do this review before drinking. So I can vouch for Kaylee that she has not already consumed one of these beverages. I think my brain is just fried from the heat. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, as you know, or you should know, we are on all your major social media platforms. I mean, you know, besides like LinkedIn, because who does that, right? So Facebook. (laughs) I made a LinkedIn for us. Oh, dang it. That way I can put it on my LinkedIn bio that I want. Okay. So for all of the best trailers and news, follow us on Facebook for all fun and interactive trailers and fun things go to instagram and for all of our live tweeting events we will be on twitter yep for live tweeting only i know we're both terrible at it but come on there's so many freaking social medias and we do have day jobs (laughs) well make sure though most importantly bookmark our website whiskeyandpopcorn.org and if you don't i'm sending samuel l jackson to your house to scream expletives out front your door (laughs) and he will trust me (laughs) well on that amazing note she's tuesday i'm kaylee this has been whiskey and popcorn and for reals now we'll see you at the movies.